cap, all facts, here we go, listen, I can move across the aisle, never think twice, underground railroad got me trying to see the light, you can call a coach, him, you can't get right, gotta lose the ego, hey, welcome back everyone to the Manology Project podcast, where we're your host, Quentin and Lindsberg. And let's remember, we're not professionals, but we're just here sharing our experiences, and we hope and pray that it encourages someone who may be listening. Uh, man, it's been a great day. How you doing there, Lindsberg? Good, man. How you feel? It's been a great day, a great week. We had a great month of June. I know, dude. You are killing them out there, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. Man. I know, you right? You know what? You really don't take for granted what you miss until something happens. And, uh, you know, just recently having that hip replacement in May, learn how to walk again, it just gives you a different perspective on just the things that you normally do normally. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to be back. I mean, just take us through some of that, man. I mean, I know, you know, from just being close to you that you had had one of your, uh, the other hip replaced. So just take us down that journey. So on. in 2015, I had a hip replacement on my right hip. And they did a posterior approach, really going in from the side. And I say probably in 2017, started feeling the same pain in the left hip. Went to the doctor. He mm-hmm. said, yeah, you'll be back to see me when you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it off as long as I could and uh, had the surgery done May 7th. And they went in from the front, which is an anterior approach. Uh-huh. Less invasive. Don't have to cut as many muscles, but the muscles are still disturbed. So... Um, it's been about nine weeks now, and I feel good some days, some days I feel bad, but it's a process, you know. I've been keeping some of people abreast on Facebook and social media. Oh, yeah, which we love to hear. see. We love to keep a, keep a watch on that. That helps uh, people with trying to get through their own mess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you're thinking your days are going bad and you find out somebody yeah. had a hip replacement and their core job require them to be on their feet most of the time yeah. and they're able to go out there and do that i'm doing like twelve thousand steps a day oh after. and it's um i shouldn't be doing it <laughs> <laughs> but you know here we go as another example of being a man you have to do what you have to do to take care of your your family so right you gotta put yourself in position to do what you need to do right i mean that just kind of goes right into our topic for today and we're just talking about being relevant or just being productive right. um, as a man and understanding that sometimes we take some hard hits, you know, uh, some whirlwinds and, and, and different things like that. But staying, you know, focused and understanding that there's things that has to be done, whether we can do it at 100 percent or 40 percent or 80 percent that or 20 percent. And that the work still has to get done and actually just understand and learning how to be productive, how to be relevant as a man today, uh, especially with the culture, the way it's just kind of spinning out of control uh, and and really just telling us on, you know, how a man should be or how he should carry himself. Uh, And it's really good just to have some old school guys, you know, that old school man mentality of push through, push through, (laughs) you know, saying no matter what's going on, that we learn how to to push through and, and, and make things happen. So it's really good to be able to see. I told you, it's like it, uh, we were coming down to my basement. And so I was like, hey, you're going to walk down those stairs. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying? Because it's like, hey, you just had a hip replaced. But yeah. it was, you know, you just look right at me. I was like, hey, I need to actually do it. You need to do it. So, you know, it was funny. I had the hip replacement May 7th. 
I was on a walker pole. And then the next week I was on a cane. Which is like crazy because that's that's quick. That's real quick. And I went back to work. (laughs) (laughs) May 28th. I was supposed to be, and I can say this now because after the fact, but I was supposed to be off work until June 26th. Totally disabled, right? But I went back to work May 28th. Holy smoke. Uh, in the month of May, I only sold six cars. In the industry that I'm in, you have to sell in order to make yeah. the money. So I had some food set up, so I, we were able to take care of our necessary bills and live, still live life. Right. But when I went back <clears throat> the 28th, you know, it was only a couple more days in the month, I was at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the normal thing. Right, right, right. Um, so it came back in June. In the beginning of June, I was the last person on the board. Now, it switches from month to month depending on how many cars you sell. So, the person selling the most cars was the top. Right, right, right. And I was on the bottom. I've never been on the bottom. Listen, okay? I'm watching. I follow you, man. You. My first month in the industry, I sold 16 cars. So, my parameter was yeah, 16. That, right, I was going to say that bar was already set. So I sold six cars, I was on the bottom. The month of June, I sold 25 and a half cars. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be there. <laughs> now listen, if you, if, you, <laughs> if you can't take understanding how to be productive, and so this, I mean, this is what I'm taking away from this right now, is that saying that I can't shouldn't even be part of our vocabulary. Shouldn't be. Because basically, it's really just what the old school saying is, what, mind over matter? Mind over matter. So, in the spiritual aspect, I can do all things and, through Christ. And that's just where I was going to go. And then what God says is that you can always do everything through Christ that strengthens you. Uh, so it's still, and that also still just links back to the mind. But it's just awesome to be able to see. Uh, and then you got young sons, so they were actually able to watch their dad oh uh, be productive at at you know from 10%. Getting back to 100. Well, you know, because when I came home, right, they saw me in ways that I didn't think they needed to see me this early. Now, right. if I was 80, right, they needed to come help me. <laughs> right. Right. that's different, right? Right, but right. They saw me come in with the walker and I couldn't move, and it's like, Dad, why are you doing the work? I said, Well, I have to because I have to provide for you, right? And that was a lesson in itself, and right. it just continuing to show them what it takes to be a successful man. Not just a man, but a successful man. Right. The days I came home in pain, and honestly, Keith, I, I did too much. I mean, based upon the parameters of the doctor. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you, I mean, you came out, it was like almost a month before right. time, which it, is. It was, it was less than a month, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks is crazy. Well, first of all, just the first, uh, coming off the walker and then to the cane and then you know, being mobile without either uh, was really quick. Uh, and it might have to do something with the physical aspect of, you know, playing football. And um, and from a health standpoint, you know, for you fellas out there, uh, if you do maintain your body Definitely. every day in some aspect, whether you're eating right, hitting the gym, walking, exercising, drinking water, uh, this also kicks into your pr- productivity. And it allows you to be product or pro, uh, produce uh, 
even when you're not feeling at 100%, 100%, 100%. Uh, because that mind over matter kicks in uh, because of the ability for you to be able to take care of your body and stuff. And it also just helped your body heal probably a little bit quicker. Uh, and then playing football, probably, you know, you know pain is probably pain <laughs> right. That think about it. Um, the perspective of putting this hip replacement off for two years to the point that it had began to fuse together. Now, it was already bone on bone, but then when he took the last, the last x-ray, the bones had started to connect. Oh, right? yeah, so you had nothing. So it, I didn't have had, a choice. Yeah, yeah. And the quality of life was, was dissipated, and uh, so we got it done. Um, and it's funny, I just, I thought about that. On June 30th, at 8.15 a.m., this was a Sunday, getting ready for church, my general manager sent me a text. Mm-hmm. Lindsberg, you were on my mind this morning, just wondering, are you okay? How's the hip doing? I haven't asked in a while. Just want to make sure you're good. You know, we're more than willing to accommodate you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 20, 20 car. <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate how you, oh, I really appreciate the man you are and how you represent the company. Okay? Yeah. So my response was, Thank you. Thinking of me as a former leader, I appreciate the leadership style, yada, yada, yada. Told him that I was in pain. His response was, you're the definition of a man's man. If you need any extra help, just let us know. Don't be too stubborn. <laughs> well, that's that man's man's <laughs> that's that way. Man's man. yeah, that's the man's man uh, way. We are willing to, to, to help you with the healing process. Just know your success is our success, and we both have, we have to have the best intentions in mind. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's that's that speaks volumes, man, for your manager to be able to <clears throat> to be able to look at you and say that not only are you valued, but to be able to acknowledge the manly. Yes. You know, I mean, this show is all about exploring or or really tapping in and discussing about to get back to that manly way right. uh, where uh, that that push has got to be there. And, uh, and that was based upon our examples. Right. You know, that's, that's what I saw from, you know, like when we spoke last time, I didn't have a father that he passed, but my grandfather, right. you know, my uncles, uh, coaches, uh, being an athlete, just being pushed to the point. Now, he made a key statement, don't be too stubborn. Right. Because as a man, sometimes we can, Right. You know, go too far and do too much. Right, right. And one night I felt that pain and I said, Yeah, I did too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it was clear to me. Everybody else was like, It's too much, it's too much, relax. Right. My therapist, are you going to work today? Uh, yeah. Just take it easy. But sometimes, as stubborn as you can be, it's necessary to reach that goal. But my goal, I was driven. I said, I'm getting back right. to the top team. Right. But I like that, though. I like to be able to say, uh, kind of just going back to uh, goal setting. Yes. So when we're talking about being productive or being relevant as a man, um, setting goals and, and having the, the, the full understanding of completion. Completion. That's the biggest thing that I think as men today uh, just kind of lack that. As a new millennial 
era it just has it where it's slow. It, yeah it just flow hey i don't like it you don't like this uh this is too slow yeah. if it's if it's not quick enough then they'll just leave and, and, and move on to the next thing um and that's 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 a lack of examples i think you know it could be it could be, it could be a lack of examples uh um or you know because remember you could be a father that's at the house been married to that same woman for 30 40 years and not be present and not be a dad. So you can be there and have no impact on your son or your daughter. So the thing is that, and what we're trying to bring to the table is that ability to actually have that direct impact or wake us up as men to understand that, hey, my responsibility goes a little bit farther than me just being a breadwinner, just being the head of the house. uh, Because, you know, as we continue to grow this podcast, we're going to even jump real deep into our spiritual and our faith piece that actually is the should be our foundation to help us be productive uh and understanding the way that god has built us as men and the weight that we carry but uh the way that we have to carry it so a lot of young men don't even know how to carry that type of weight being ahead of a home being a leader Uh, that's why i said that your boys were able to see man dad don't he doesn't just preach it but this guy actually does it. Definitely. And I think the spiritual part of it is the most important part because that's what gets, I can just say for myself, and I can attest to you as well, but that's what gets me through. Um, the faith in God knowing mm-hmm. that he did it before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so totally. I right. Just, you know, it's funny. I was just looking, I had to look at a video of me squatting after the first one because I'm like, and get there. Right. You know, I'm tired of. I remember I, watching One day you I was just frustrated. And he was like, what's wrong? I'm tired of this pain. And this was a guy at the gym. He was just like, man, just know this process. And he slapped me with my own. Right, with the own. You know, my, that's my little thing. I mean, how you going to tell me it's the right. process? I already know it's the process. But right. it, it gave me reassurance. And I, like I said, I was having to look at a video of me squatting. It is a process, and I can actually, yeah, and and the part is too is I like how you said, just kind of reminding ourselves, uh, and the Word of God is always telling us that renewal, renew your mind. You have to renew your mind every day. So every day, and that renewal consists of you just understanding where you were, where He took you, how you got there, and then taking it into the new day, and then pushing from that mark. And so that's the part when we talk about just being productive. How do I how do I stay productive? How can I look at all the crazy stuff that's going on in my life and still uphold what God wants me to do Definitely. or who He wants me to be? And, and it, not focusing on what other people are doing. And not and not focus on what they're doing or what they're saying. Uh, because everybody's not going to be for you. No, so you know, even with a smile on their face, they still may not be for you. Uh, so being able to have self goals those something that i said hey this is what i'm gonna do you know like when i got saved i decided that once i got saved that i was literally gonna live for christ no matter what so it was not gonna be any ups and downs no no turning no turning back back. or for someone to just to be able to look at my life and be able to say you know quentin was here for five years and then he was over there for four years and then he got back here so i didn't want no inconsistency because i have a son and so my thing for him is order for you to be productive is that there has to be some type of consistency in your so life. So let me ask you this. Um, how do you become consistent? 
you know, how is it? If, if I'm listening to this and I'm listening to us, how do I become consistent? How do, how do I become consistent? What are the steps that I need to do as a man to become consistent? Uh, first thing is you got to set realistic goals. Okay. Goal setting. So goal that's, setting that's is key. That, and it's funny that you say that, not to cut you off because I asked you a question, but I was watching Football Life mm-hmm. in the snow. And one of the key things that he talked about was his high school coach that freshman year. They had to write goals and put them in their locker. Oh. And the purpose of that was to see that every day yeah. he came from. Yep. And when he got to NFL, rookie year, he wrote those goals. And every year he played, he is the I was going to say he's the, the he is the, he is the rushing leader. champion. Yeah. And it was one of the consistent things that he wrote every year. And you said that several times. And after seeing that, I, I wrote, I, I pulled down some goal setting sheets and I wrote going over that with my boys. But uh, I just want to interject that because that I think that's very key. Yeah, that's the first thing that uh, uh, we really implemented that with our kids this year uh, in January, which was uh, set at least five things that you want to accomplish this year. Um, and, and don't go, and, and I know we want to set five and 10 year goals. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I'm training someone from brand new, like you said, so if I'm tuning into this and I say, okay, my life is all over the place and I literally need to get get some consistency. First thing I'm going to tell you is that grab a goal, put it in motion, complete the one goal. Okay. The first thing I need to do is set some goals. Set some goals. Second thing you want to do is put together the plan to complete the goal. Okay. Um, And as many steps as it takes, as you know, some people like, you know, if we're, you know, Captain Captain America Landsberg, <laughs> we can have a hip replacement and be back to work in three weeks. <laughs> that may not be your story, right. so you may need you know don't don't what you know don't get dismay or dis um, uh, disillusioned by the fact that it may take you a little bit longer to complete your goal because you heard someone set the same goal and complete it quicker. Uh, set your own pace uh, because the biggest thing is the completion. Um, so when I'm trying to get consistency in my life, it was always trying to complete that one particular goal at a time. So first thing we want to do is set a goal. Second thing we want to do is set out the process to complete the goal. Yep. And then the third thing we want to do is meet that goal every single day head on. So uh, whether you're 100% or 0%, you're doing something, you're doing something towards that goal. Whether right. you know if, you, if you're laying in the bed and you can't move, it should be writing, uh, maybe blogging. It should be something to keep that goal in front of you. And then uh, once you get into that and, and meeting that goal every single day, uh, what is it, 14 days, 21 days, it creates a habit. Yeah. Uh, so that's. Jerry says 14, some people say 21, some people say 60. Just right. So depending on who you are, right. the key thing is that just making sure that every day you're putting something towards that goal. And it, I promise you, uh, don't try to look at the end before the beginning. Yeah. Just look at today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then as those days, com- as you complete those days out, you'll look back and go, man, uh, I'm at Wednesday. I'm at Wednesday. Right. So today is Wednesday. And on my goal sheet, I'm at Wednesday's goals for today. Um, and once you start seeing that and then once that, uh, that repetition kick in, then you'll be on autopilot. 
And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to that 60 day, that 90 day, yeah, and then you're autumn. Then it becomes a habit, and once it becomes a habit, uh, then you too can become a mentor to help somebody else. Oh, yeah. uh, but I would definitely try to to try to get to that status so that you can, because we're all built to help each other. Uh, which is why we created the podcast, which is uh, our experiences and what we've been through in life definitely. should be able to bless or help or or do something for someone else. Uh, and we just want to be able to put this information out and hopefully, you know, it gravitates to someone. So, uh, but definitely be a goal setter. Goal setter. Starts with consistency. And I think that's relevant if you are starting out. So then if we are fathers, and that's when you said those things, those consistency things, <clears throat> I thought about what I do with my son. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have to do this every day. <laughs> You know, because we're with our kids, we're right. in the process of training up the child. And the way it should go, home. right. And then he's old, he's not doing all the proper. Right. And that's not always biblical, meaning you just teaching him the word. Right. That's part of it. But uh, getting up every morning, brush your teeth, wash your face, make it look good, keep your room <laughs> clean. Right. You know, those processes so right. that you become, you know, an adult and go to college. You can do those things automatically. Right. Uh, because it's a part of you. Uh, this. Uh, opening the door for your mother, uh, whatever the, the process is, just being consistent. Right. And eventually keep them focused on that uh, when they're younger. Uh, like my son for school is self-motivated, um, which is far from what I was when I was yeah. in school. I mean, and I got decent grades, right. but I wasn't self-motivated the way that he is. Um, and I, some of it is God-given. Uh, from the beginning, he's been like that. Uh, but then also our parenting style has increased it uh, to where now he won't get less than, right. you know, so he has a go- expectation. It's expectation that he's put on himself. And uh, the one thing I do want to let, you know, see this single mom or, or, or father is uh, to let your kids understand that the stuff that they do is for them. So getting good grades is not, man, we tell our kids, you getting good grades has nothing to do with us. Even though we're going to say, great job, we love you, you guys are doing all of this. I say, but the but the, the purpose behind getting good grades is to drill into you to be excellent in life. Yeah, that's a good point. So the thing is that we literally turn all that around. I say, I know we high five you, we do all that stuff. I said, but don't think for one minute that a 4.0 was for me. The 4.0 is for you. That's how you're going to get into college. You know, getting a 36 on the ACT is the way you're going to get in college. So studying is not, it's not based on me. It's based on you. And once your kids can actually get the understanding that, oh, everything I do is for me. And I'm not living out some fantasy dream for my parents because, you know, sometimes we as parents, we get crazy with stuff because, hey, I was a good singer and I didn't (laughs) go anywhere. And now I want my daughter or my son can sing and now I want you to be everything. And so you pour, you call it, you know, helping or, you know, supporting, but you're literally trying to outlive a dream that you hope that they get. And sometimes you got to take a step back and make sure that is this productive? Yeah, you have to find (laughs) out what their their gift is. Exactly. And and encourage them and put them in position to be, you know, the best at it. Because I thought I was going to have three football players, linebackers, (laughs) back, and and receivers. Right. And, that, and that's not the case, right. you know. So I had to step back and say, okay, Linsberg the third, this is his talent. Lemmy Sean, right. this is his talent. Yeah. Langston, he's still developing his talent. Right. So, but <laughs> right. whatever it is, like I told him, whatever you want to do, you can go 
ensure right. that you're successful with it. Right. Okay? Because those are the necessary things as a parent. Consistency as a parent is key as well. I think that's right. one of the things that are lacking. And yeah. I say that from being a, the former educator of 17 <laughs> years. Listen, we're going to dedicate a whole show <laughs> um, to and education. That, and that kind of trickles over to what we're seeing in our young men. And right. It develops into the more mature mentors sometimes in, in relationships. Right. And um, I think the consistency in life is so apparent in everything you do. And if you can be consistent, I really think you can be successful. Uh, I get up every morning at 4.06, which is kind of strange to a lot of people, to get to the gym by 4.30. Yeah. But that is the consistency that I have developed. Right. And it trickles over into, you know, how I work and right. how I live my life. And a lot of people that I know just think this is ludicrous to get up at 4.06 every morning and go to the gym at 4.50. Right. But it's the consistency of it. And when you put that nuggets into your life, right. it helps you to be successful in all that you do. Right. And the thing is, too, is that people don't understand um, that everybody needs a, a place in life to detox. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think for men... You, if you really want to be a great father, a great husband, a great mentor, find you a place where you can actually detox. detox. Flush uh, the toilet. Fl- yeah, flush that <laughs> boy down, <laughs> and you might do it two or three times because you need to be sharp. You know, when, you know, God has put us, me and you, uh, in a position to always uh, be pulled on by young men, uh, whether they're uh, teenagers or married, single, whatever. But you got to be sharp. And ready. Uh, those people are, are dependent on you to be sharp and ready uh, because they understand they're in development. Once you ask for, for help from someone, that's awesome because you automatically understand that, hey, I need help in a developing some part of my area of my life. So when I look at the gym, because I'm a gymmer, you know, I, I, I'm hitting the gym every, I hit the gym every day, at least six days a week. Um, and I'm an afternoon guy. <clears throat> and so uh, I'm a one o'clock guy. And I'm there at one o'clock and I'm doing my thing and it's my detox. It's, I flush out everything. I got either some word, some gospel something or some music rocking, but I'm detoxing so that I could be sharp for my son, sharp for my wife when she gets home or when I get a phone call from a young guy that needs some some, some yeah, guidance. Some word, yeah. I want to be able to be sharp for them. Uh, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm playing golf. So these are my two things that I use as a detox for me personally so that I can always stay really, really sharp uh, when it comes to that stuff. But um, And I'll be golf ready in 2020. Yeah, because <laughs> your hips are definitely important. Listen, the hips are like like so important when it comes to the golf. Scene. But I think that you will be, man. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, before all of this, I played in, uh, in nine years winning the Open. So it's been a long time. But like I told you, though, I mean, we would hit the gym. And I know this is a little bit off people, but uh, I got to talk about this because I worked out with this guy, okay? And this guy's like a football meathead beast <laughs> in the gym. So when this guy comes and tells me that he got two bad hips, I'm thinking, Lord, help me today because he's squatting the gym <laughs> <laughs> and with, with two bad hips. And I'm in here struggling with two good hips. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do if this guy got two good hips. He'd probably have to have two gyms on him because the dude is a strong guy. That literally blew me away when the first when you first was like oh i gotta get my hip replaced i was thinking 
how in the world would you lift in four plates on a squat with a bad hip? It's no way. And then you come back and say, oh, well, the other one is too. And I, I remember when I asked, I was like, are you kidding me? Right. And it's funny when I tell people I had to have a hip replacement or surgery, I'm like, what happened with the first right. one? Did it break? I'm like, no, it was the other one. Because what happens, you just compensate. It does. It does. It and does. When you compensate so much, when you get one, uh, I don't want to say set, but when you get one, um, uh, I guess, set of hips or cartilage, it's just, and you oh, wear it out. You're you right, though. That cart yeah, once the cartilage is once gone, the cartilage though. Yeah. 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 It's time for the Titanium. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they were able to give you something, though, man. But yeah. I mean, really, 2020, though, I can't wait to, uh, I definitely gonna hook back up with you in the gym because I definitely can't wait to see the explosive power that. Uh, oh, yeah. We hit that gym tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the thing is, is, I told my son, too, I said, hey, um, I said, once he gets really good at the gym, like right now, I've been. Me and him are on a program, uh, just back to that consistency. Okay. Um, so I would join you, but me and Q are on a consistent thing right now. I'm trying to get him in a consistent run with the gym so that yeah. he can get the feel. But I told him, I was like, once you get to a certain stage, then I can take you and we can right. go run with the wolves. You know, yeah. uh, I said, but you got to get consistent. You know, he felt great being there with me. You know, he watching me push weight. He's like, man, dad, you know, you're pretty strong. Like, My I'm son's asked me to go, and I took him one time. And it was like uh, Pointland. So yeah. I, <laughs> and I said, well, when you guys are ready, you know, right now we'll just stick to the body weight. Right. Which is all that you lift. But when you're ready. Yeah. And see, and Q just turned, he's 15. So, so he's, uh, he's entering. He's entering. He in the door, looking yeah. around. And, it's and we're not going heavy, but uh, right now we're stretching all the muscles, yeah. uh, all the fibers. You know, this came from, I went to Bishop Gallagher High School. And playing football in ninth grade. That's the goal. To get into the club. Oh, and I know I was looking at that every day just. Yeah. And then we had a little small weight room and you had to get it. So this kind of oh, started yeah. early, you know, and I just wanted my name in that three foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's there. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> if not the top name up there. No, but listen, man, where this show is uh gotta close out, man. We can sit here and talk all day about being productive and being relevant, but uh Listen, I hope for uh, hope as uh, as you listen to the show on today that you are able to be able to gain uh, some type of uh, knowledge or information that you can take back and use. Uh, and if it's not for yourself, that you can share it with someone else. And uh, hey, we just check back with you guys. Tune in with us. Peace out. No cap, Lord, a case of homies lining you. No trap, always keep a way out in your view. Face facts, always wiser just to tell the truth. Be real, you ain't never had to shoot the steel. Be real, come clean, you never had the deal. Be real, fighting when you talking popping pills. Be real, you scream for they even offer a deal. Be real, you and your date need to split the bill. You be dead broke, living like you make a meal. Hard to cap you doing, yo, you really need to chill. Cause the only way to live is to really be real. No cap. I'ma be real, all facts, no cap.